Good morning. Welcome to the African Orthodox Church of St. Simon the Cyrenian and our Divine Liturgy for April 19th, 2020. Bless Master, blessed is the kingdom of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Cleanse us, O Lord, and keep us undefiled, that we may be numbered among those blessed ones, who, having washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, stand before thy throne and serve thee, day and night in thy temple. Fill us, we beseech thee, with a spirit of praise that our worship may be acceptable unto thee, and bring our hearts 
to lasting peace and joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. I greet you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen, amen, and amen. I will go unto the altar of God, even to the God of my joy and gladness. Bless me, for I have sinned. The Lord be in your hearts and upon your lips, that you may truly and humbly confess your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. I confess to Almighty God, to His Church, and to you that I have sinned by my own fault in thought, in words, and in deeds, in things that I have done and things that I have left undone, especially for these and all other sins which I cannot now remember. I am truly sorry. I pray to God to have mercy on me. I firmly intend amendment of life, and I humbly beseech and beg forgiveness of God and of His Church, and ask for counsel and direction and absolution. Amen, amen, and amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who has left power to His Church to absorb all sinners who truly repent and believe in Him, of His great mercies, forgive you of all of your offenses, and by His authority committed to me, I absorb you from all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of His sweet Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. Turn again, O Lord, and quicken us that thy people may rejoice in thee. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and let our cry come unto thee. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very reoccurrence of physical feast, kindle the faith of your people, you have made your own. Increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed, that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed by the Spirit. They have been reborn by whose blood they have been redeemed through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, the Holy Spirit, one God, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen, amen, and amen.
Glory to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord, God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, one Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that taketh away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Thou that taketh away the sins of the world, receive our prayers, for thou sittest at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us, for thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord, thou only, O Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, art most high. In the glory of God the Father, amen, amen, and amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, as we open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, our lips, our tongue, to receive your word, touch us and fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may hear and believe without seeing and believe without touching and believe in Jesus name Amen Our readings today will come from the first reading, Acts 2nd chapter, 42nd through 40, 42nd through 47th verses. The responsorials, the Psalms, 118th Psalms, 2 through 24th verses. The Gospel reading is from the book of John, 20th chapter, 19th through 31st verses. April 19th, 2020. Second Sunday of Easter, Sunday of Divine Mercy. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the Apostles and to the communal life to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. 
awe came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each one's need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exultation and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great mercy gave us a new birth to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by the power of God are safeguarded through faith 
to a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the final time. In this you rejoice, although now for a little while you may have to suffer through various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that is perishable, even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, yet believe in him, you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy as you attain the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. And he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the nail marks, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Dear Lord, open our hearts and our minds. Touch us with your word as we receive the homily today. I want to repeat the end of the gospel, probably just for the emphasis of doing it. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. What does all of this mean? As we ponder it today, a week after the resurrection, what does it mean? The story is very simple about a person who didn't believe. If we can put ourselves in the shoes of that person, would we have said the same thing? Unless, unless I see those nails, and unless I put my hand in his side, unless I see this, Unless I get this proof, I will not believe. I'm not a child anymore. I need proof. I need something that will show me without a doubt that this is true. Unfortunately, this may have been or could be the stance that we would take when confronted with the risen Jesus. I need proof. Otherwise, how can you believe without proof? That's our approach towards almost everything. Prove it to me. And yet, if you look at us as a society, we are gullible. We are really gullible. Look at all the things we buy simply because somebody tells us it's good for you. For example, there's probably not a week or two goes by, maybe a little more, every month. But every month, there's a new disease. And also along with this new disease that is discovered, there's a new pill, or there's a new ointment, or there's a new treatment that goes along with it. And we go and we buy it because science tells us clinical trials have been conducted and on and on it goes about this marvelous, superior thing. But by the way, if you have any thoughts of suicide in your life, don't take this pill. But we're gullible. We are really very gullible. And yet, we expect Thomas to accept Jesus, to look at Jesus and say, my Lord and my God. He came to a realization without proof. Without proof. There are some things that can't be proven. For example, faith. How do you prove faith? If you have to prove it, it's no longer faith. Faith is the acceptance of something that you believe without proof has taken place. So we're always looking for signs that prove that 
something is going to happen and take place. We're looking now at the thermometer. And we're looking for signs when it's going to break 100. When is it going to break 100? Today? Tomorrow? But the signs are it is going to break 100. And very soon. The hard part about this is we won't enjoy it. And somehow we attach faith and belief that it should be something good for me, something that gives me pleasure, makes life better. Because if I believe, we believe in a way that I should be rewarded. Then along with my believing, God will bless me. And usually we mean in a material way. We're, again, always looking for signs. We look up into the sky, and if it's cloudy and the clouds are dark, it's a sign, a sign that it may rain. But if we listen to the weather person, it might not rain. There's only a 45.5% chance that it's going to rain. We want signs. It was signs that somebody loves me. What are those signs? If I ask someone I think who loves me, if I ask that person to prove it, what will happen? What will happen to love? It's gone. It's not something that can be proven. Friendship. If I have a friend and I say, prove it, what happens? I've lost the friend. Because you can't prove something like that. It defies proof. It's beyond proof. And if it is what it is supposed to be, we shouldn't even have to ask for proof. I love this person. I am a friend with this person. Because, and there is no answer, it's just because, just because. And that's the only response we have. This day we celebrate that Jesus did many different things, but only some of them have been written down. There's a whole raft of other things that he did that are not written down anywhere, but they're written down here. Because I believe it's a step into a different kind of life, a different understanding of who God is. We can be like Thomas. He finally, it finally struck him. My Lord and my God, you are really the Son of God. Keep in mind that this is the same person who two weeks before was with Jesus when he healed a blind person and then gave life back to Lazarus. He saw death conquered by life. He saw it. And yet, at the time of the resurrection, he said, unless I put my fingers into his nail brand prints and touch his side, I will not believe. Belief is something else entirely different. These are weeks of time to ponder the power of God in the world in which we live.
In many ways, we almost act and think as though God has forgotten us. We're in a confused era of time. We don't know up many ways from down. We find it hard to decipher what truth really is. There are problems after problems after problems. Is Jesus in the midst of all of this? Yes, he is. Do you see him anywhere? No. Not in the sense of eyesight, not in the sense of what Thomas did. It's different. But he is with us, and he is in our presence, and he is working, and he is drawing us into a life that is beyond all telling. We need to remember again that first statement about that Jesus did many other things that are not written in this book. But these things are written so that you might have life. And that you might have a life that is extraordinarily different than the one you imagine. It's beyond telling, beyond understanding. It's worth thinking about how much God is in our world. And as we look for signs, they're all over the place. They're in this church right here and now. There are signs of God's presence. Are they physical signs? No. It's easy to get them all mixed up. So let me conclude by a funny story and tell you a little bit about the misuse of signs. A man and a woman were in two separate cars and were driving down the highway, and it was at night, and one of the cars swerved to avoid hitting an animal, and the two cars collided and hit each other head-on, totally destroying each car. But miraculously enough, the people in the cars were immune, and nothing happened. It was as though they just walked across the street. They were not injured or anything like that. So they were looking at the destruction around them, and they said, this is amazing. It must be a sign from God, a sign to each one of us that there's something special about our relationship. So they went on talking about this marvelous sign from God. And so she said, and it's another thing I noticed, that I have a bottle of 75-year-old Scotch. And it didn't crack up. It didn't break. It's still there. And he says, yeah, well, that is amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's, it's a miracle. It must be a sign for God about our relationship and our friendship that is developed in this tragedy. Yes, yes, yes. And he says, well, maybe we should celebrate this occasion. So she gave him the bottle, and he began to drink it. And he drank half of it. And he gave it to her, and she just put the bottle down. He said, well, aren't you going to join me in this marvelous occasion where we see this sign from God? Aren't you going to join me? He says, yes, not now, but after the police come. <laughs> the misuse of signs. Let us stand and pray the creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, 
the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man. And he was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he arose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and seated at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father, with whom the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen, amen, amen. We now prepare for the celebration of the Thanksgiving, the Eucharist, the Holy Communion.
give thanks as we conclude the liturgy of the catechumens. We pray Thee, O Lord, to receive and bless these our offerings in Thy service, to the salvation of our souls, to the edification of Thy church, and to the honor and glory of Thy name. Amen. Most gracious Father, as we conclude this morning, we pray for Leon, Mary, Sandy, Sylvester, Paulette, and all who are ill this morning, all who are standing in need of prayer this morning. We pray also, Lord, for those who are helping as doctors, as nurse technicians, as all kinds of persons aiding those who are ill. Father, and those who will leave the earth today, we ask for the forgiveness of their sins. Bless them that they might be brought into eternal light. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord be with you and with the Spirit. Let us pray. Bless, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church throughout the world, and especially that portion thereof, which thou hast graciously planted among our race and all people. Endow all that labor there with the fire of divine love, 
with unselfish devotion to the welfare of mankind, and with a zeal for the honor and glory of thy name. Turn and soften the wicked, visit and relieve the sick, arouse the careless, remove oppression from thy children, and enlighten the minds of our oppressors. Remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth in the world. Restore unity amongst thy dispersed and divided flock, and bring all to be of one heart and of one mind within the fold of thy holy church, who liveth and reign with the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen, amen, amen. Let this my burden duty and service be pleasing unto thee, O Holy Trinity, and grant that this sacrifice which I, though unworthy, have offered up before thy divine majesty may be acceptable unto thee, and through thy mercy obtain thy gracious favor for myself and for all for whom I have offered it. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us depart in peace. In the name of the Lord, receive the blessing. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen, amen, and amen.
this divine liturgy has ended. Let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. And also, let us serve each other. And please be safe. In Jesus' name, amen.